Hi, and welcome to Three for Thursday from FMI.online. I'm your host, Ryan Spindler, and today's three are three reasons graduates should choose to work on a fixed income desk. All right, hello everybody. Welcome back to another Three for Thursday. Uh, I'm really excited about the topic today. I've got a little bit of a fixed income background, but nothing like the fixed income background of our guest, Lakshmi Iyer. Good afternoon, Lakshmi. How are you today? Good afternoon, Ryan. Top of the world as always. Uh, always smiling, Lakshmi. So uh, you're joining us from Mumbai and you are the uh, CIO for Fixed Income and Head of Products for Kotak Asset Management Company Limited. A uh, bit of a mouthful. Did I get that all right? That is absolutely correct. Lovely, lovely. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about fixed income and the fixed income desk uh, today, uh, Lakshmi. But just for the benefit of our listeners, do you want to just give people a little bit of a background about your professional career? Sure, Ryan. And uh, yes, good afternoon to all the viewers as well. Uh, Ryan uh, just rightly introduced me. I oversee the entire fixed income piece for uh, Kodak Asset Management uh, company here in India, based out of Mumbai. And I also oversee the product profile for the entire business. I have been with uh, the firm for over two decades now. Uh, don't conclude that uh, that sounds like furniture because uh, there is uh, something called as antique piece as well. And the value of that is quite visibly different. We are among the top five asset managers uh, in the country uh, overseeing uh, total assets um, in excess of uh, $40 billion. And we have presence uh, both in India as well as uh, in the offshore markets. Yeah, so that's a small peek sneak into who I am. Wow, thank you, Lakshmi. Uh, lots of experience here, a lot of expertise. Um, and that leads me to be very excited to have you as a guest this week. Uh, on our FMI website, uh, we on our on our FMI website, we have a lot of fixed income courses. Um, and through MDA training, our parent company, we do a lot of fixed income training. So uh, this is a topic that's very close to our heart, very dear to our heart, fixed income. Uh, and what we've invited you on the podcast this week for is to give us your um, reasons why working on a fixed income desk is um, a really good choice for people uh, graduating from university, from business schools and going into the investment banking or, or asset management industry. How does that sound to you? Uh, it sounds very exciting, Ryan, and this uh, question, I think, should be on the top of the mind for every aspiring fixed income professional. And uh, this takes me back into my career when I started off. And uh, unfortunately, there was no podcast at that point in time to mm -hmm. educate me on what I should do. So I think the listeners clearly have some options on hand. So I think the first and foremost, uh, you know, comes to mind when you ask this question is the dynamic nature of the role. So again, taking my own experience, and that is what I think the audience, the listeners can relate to, is um, I get very easily bogged down by monotony. And fixed income uh, actually allows, the role is extremely dynamic in nature because the markets are dynamic. It's every day is a new day. Every event, every news has a new implication on the markets on the prices and the bonds, and there are just multiple parameters that you keep looking out for. So I think uh, 
it's the dynamic nature the yield is not the same every day the movements happen the security which is the 10 year benchmark uh, mm. changes uh, at least once a year so i think all that uh, dynamism and the kind of high octane energy that it brings to the table is is what um, excited me the most and i think that's what uh, the freshers or the aspirants can actually look forward to uh, on the fixed income side uh, the second thing that comes to mind uh, is uh, uh, the, uh, I would say, uh, intricacy or complexity, which it brings about, you know, because you're tracking multiple things, you're tracking uh, the derivatives market, you are tracking uh, the macro, you're tracking the micro, you're tracking liquidity, inflation, I think a whole host of uh, these things. And then there is that one underlying decision that you have to uh, cling on to. So I think that's um, Another aspect which really uh, got me excited, and I think that's something which uh, even the uh, uh, new uh, set or the new genre who is uh, excitedly looking at exploring avenues on the fixed income side uh, can hope to uh, you know figure out when they actually get formally part of this markets. And lastly, the connectivity, which means uh, the correlations between the global markets, uh, uh, what happens in Turkey, not just Christmas, but what happens in Turkey, even in summer or spring, uh, is very relevant from a central banker perspective, as mm. much as is important um, if, if US is sneezing or uh, uh, Europe is freezing. So I think all of that, uh, the connect or the join the dots that you need to do as a money manager on the fixed income side, I think all of that blended uh, makes fixed income an absolutely uh, exciting adrenaline rush, if I were to say. And in adventure parlance, if you like bungee jump, this is for you. If you like scuba diving, this is for you. And if uh, nothing uh, excites you but a small merry-go-round, uh, yeah, fixed income is for you too. Wow, you really sold me on it, I must admit. I wish I had that kind of advice and that kind of pep talk when I was younger leaving university. Um, but yeah, I, I really agree. And it's really interesting. What would you say are the, are the big differences between maybe working on a, on a fixed income desk or maybe working on an equities desk? Is it something to do with that global interconnectivity, that kind of macro view? So I think all of these, which I did mention for fixed income is pretty much true for equities as well. But I think uh, the one fundamental difference, uh, which clearly uh, one seeks out when evaluating a company on the fixed income side, vis-a-vis -vis equity side is uh, cash flow versus um, growth. So I'm not saying cash flow is not important for equities or growth is not important for fixed income. But what is a key driving factor in fixed income is the ability of the issuer to be able to repay you on time. So the credit worthiness is of uh, primary importance, which is why the cash flow really assumes a lot of significance. Whereas an equity money manager would also look out for um, growth prospects, what kind of growth or future growth and therefore the future earnings this company can throw in. Of course, free cash flows are important even there. So I think the primary driver tends to be slightly different from a fixed income and equity standpoint. But the overarching macro, micro, the fundamentals, the global connect, I think that's true for equity as well. Well, that's lovely. That's a really, really good explanation. So right at the moment, as we record this, uh, you know, near the beginning of, of 2022, 
What are the big global macro issues that as a fixed income money manager are really on your plate? What are the things that you're really looking at? What are the things that are really um, taking up a lot of your time? What are the things that you're looking for uh, from, a, from, a, from a macro view, particularly a global macro view, I guess? I think right now, uh, and it's very apt uh, to your uh, podcast title as well, Three for Thursdays, because we have right now a three-way behavior of the central banker. So there is one set of central banker, which is up for uh, hiking interest rates, which is uh, largely led by the US. There is another set of, uh, set of central bankers, which is China, Turkey, which are on a rate cut spree. Yes, you heard it right, the rate cut spree, uh, given the growth slowdown and other constraints. And there is this third set of central bankers, which is by and large the majority, which are actually wait and watch fence sitters. So I think as a money manager, that is the biggest, uh, I would say, trichotomy, not even a dichotomy. How really mm. one should decipher these cues, how uh, one should really unravel these ever-evolving mysteries of how the central banker is thinking. Sometimes I feel I need to have uh, a telepathic uh, pair of uh, glasses, which I just wear and I can peek sneak into a central banker's mind because uh, inflation might be a bit is scary. That might be a bit <laughs> scary next me. <laughs> Not wizardry, of course, this is called money marketry. <laughs> uh, but uh, yes, uh, given the fact that uh, inflation in the US is at a four decade high, China is completely contra in the midst of a massive slowdown. And then world over, there is this huge flow of liquidity given that central bankers in the last 18 odd months have pumped in steroids. Just imagine mm. what happens if you pump in steroids into your body. You, you actually mm. become a bodybuilder. So the economy uh, was on that path. But you are today where you have to do a gradual liposuction and wean off that excess fat from the body, or in this case, the banking system. So I think those are the conundrums today, which is uh, plaguing or you know, a fund manager uh, is actually facing today. And therefore, money making or money management is uh, getting that much more complex. That's that's a wonderful little anecdote. And I must admit, when we uh, started the podcast, Lakshmi, I didn't pick that we'd be talking about uh, liposuction or, or steroids use on our fixed income podcast today. So you've taken me on a little bit of a detour, or a little bit of a journey, but it's been very enjoyable. And, and I wanted to ask you that last question because I wanted um, to hear from an expert like yourself or to give an expert like yourself the chance to explain um, what it's like to kind of get into the mind of a fixed income investment manager. And what you've just described there just really points to the three points that you've, that you've mentioned today. Um, the dynamic nature of the fixed income markets, um, the complexity um, and the intricate nature of the fixed income markets, understanding fixed income and the fixed income markets helps you join the docs on a sort of global and domestic macro level. And, and I think that little anecdote that you've given us really kind of um, demonstrates those three points really, really well. So, so Lakshmi, thank you very, very much for that. That's been um, a really interesting uh, chat about fixed income desk. Thanks very much. Thank you so much, Ryan. It was a pleasure interacting with you. Lakshmi, thanks very much for your time. And thanks for all our listeners. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. And we love to hear from you, our listeners, uh, what you would like to hear as future topics for our three for Thursdays. And of course, don't forget there's plenty of free resources at fmi.online. See you next Thursday.